welcome to RegTech Roundup, the Canadian Regulatory Technology Association podcast. My name is Donna Bales, and I'm the host of our ESG series. For those of you who do not know the Canadian RegTech Association, we are not-for-profit focused on solving regulatory challenges through collaborative efforts between key RegTech stakeholders, regulated entities, technology vendors, and regulatory bodies. Today, I'm here with Eugenie Cassier, GRC Director at ClauseMatch. In today's show, Eugenie focuses on the key elements of an ESG strategy, the importance of setting a purpose and taking the DNA or essence of your company and using that as the foundation to build a cross-functional strategy. She emphasizes that many organizations she speaks with are already doing the right things and advises them to take stock and continually approve. ClauseMatch is a global regulatory technology software as a service provider and CRTA member firm. Their platform helps organizations manage compliance and risk documentation in one place, collaborate and engage in real time, and help keep staff up to date. Welcome, Eugenie, to today's podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me, Donna. It's a pleasure. So let's dig into the questions. So ESG, it's a complex and evolving topic. We know from frameworks like TCFD, Governance is a necessary element for a successful ESG program. What do you think are some of those key elements of a good governance program for a financial institution? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess a lot of elements come to mind. I think um, uh, strong and explicit leadership when it comes to the topics, right? Um, uh, Really taking position and having that written down, which is then the next piece of the puzzle, which is have very clear and effective communication around what you're trying to do and and what your position is. Um, Not only have I guess the policy is an element of how you communicate about your position within the business, outside of the business, when you speak to regulators, when you speak to clients. Um, However, there's another, the internal, it also serves a a purpose for internal communication, but I think um, policy there, as I think one of the most important pieces of good governance um, would come from the communication and there's the policy and I guess the the governance documents itself, but there's also how often do you beat a drum? How do you communicate with uh, with staff? Do you think it's okay to send the policy across or do you train them on that? I guess communication part is really important. Um, I guess... Maybe I should put it a bit further if you try to put it in sort of a a step by step. Um, The next piece I would want to mention is a risk management framework. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a little bit earlier in the puzzle. I think your risk management framework, your appetite, um, the the, the things you want to stress or the things you want to go back on, the, the things you want to drive or explicitly not drive or prevent, um, that decision will flow into your business in terms of how your business model is set up and how your policy positions are going to be uh, taken. Then I guess we have that compliance program. Everything that I've mentioned up to now is almost your compliance program. And then it's not just enough to have it. There has to be some accountability and oversight when it comes to um when it comes to governance, I think that's actually the, the second most important piece. Um, without accountability and oversight, uh, it, it, it won't work, I believe. And then yeah. 
the cherry on top would be from my perspective, can you demonstrate when someone asks you, um, how does your governance framework look like? Can you evidence it? Can you demonstrate what you're doing? So that's something you should keep in the back of your mind. It's not just enough to have everything there. Do it, build it, execute. Also with a view of if someone challenges me on this or asks for the sake of knowing, can I show someone what it is that I'm doing? Yeah, I totally agree with you, like in terms of like those those key elements of governance, risk and, and communication that you, you that you're speaking of and really aligns with that TCFD framework. Um, what um, in terms of like how like how are you seeing um, your clients like um, set that leadership tone and, and, and structure their organizations to um, to drive an effective ESG program? Our client base ranges from uh, corporate banks all the way to smaller fintechs. And we don't really only look at financial services. We really, our, our product caters to a highly regulated industry. But when we actually zoom in on the financial services to, to answer your question, I guess, um, we see that the larger banks are really having to take position and be very explicit and, and really have an evolved ESG program. And what they are doing in doing that is actually setting the standard for the industry. They're mm -hmm. also not just setting the standard for the industry, maybe they're um, helping smaller players to, to, to take a little bit of what the banks are doing to, to try to bring that. So I think there's like a, almost a, a ripple effect from what they are doing, setting the scene, um, helping smaller players to just use a bit of what is, has already been done, use or because they want to, or maybe sometimes because they have to, to remain competitive. But on the other hand, um, large banks have a lot of suppliers. And I think that's not to be, uh, uh, you can't really underestimate the, 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 the amount of suppliers that actually have to also take position on ESG, have to disclose, have to think about how do they feel about, say, this is maybe relative to UK, but do you pay London minimum wage? Uh, they really force the any of those suppliers that they have to think and to be explicit about ESG. And that means actually that the banks are driving not just other financial services, but also third parties, suppliers to financial services, to evolve and I guess that that's quite a nice thing to think about yeah it is like um I think I think we all know that a lot of the risk for ESG is in the supply chain um and uh the fact that the that the financial institutions are taking that lead I think that's that's very proactive um uh, uh in terms of um you know, progressing um, the ESG more macroly um, from a more like macro societal point point of view. Um, so going back to like you also mentioned when we were talking about the the program, the importance of um, the, you know the transparency around um, reporting. Um, are you, how are you seeing, um, like, how are you seeing organizations uh, prioritize that area in terms of, are you seeing that performance metrics and the development of those performance metrics and, and where? Okay, sure. Um, 
A nice way of looking at it to begin with is, um, I guess, ESG as a topic. Um, I like to always make the differentiation between are we talking about green finance products, which is more um, is the more almost regulated space in ESG, uh, where it's uh, um, a lot about, OK, you say you have a green product that we can invest in or whatever it may be. You say you have green finance products, um, report on them. And there's very stringent rules around it, how you report. So I guess transparency um, when it comes to uh, green finance products is, is difficult to... Um, oh, there is a very good framework around that on how to do it. So I guess that's really well defined. You can just step into that. Uh, there's technology that can help you do that. The other group... Um, when it comes to ESG as a topic, is much more, uh, much less defined. It, it's really something that we talked about policies, right? ESG policies communicate clearly about what your ESG position is, but ESG is entirely inter. It's an integral integral part of your organization. It's it's in your DNA. What your you can't. It, it, it's translates your DNA train translates into what your ESG policy will be. Uh, what type of business are you? What organization are you? Your leadership team, what do they want to stand for? Um, ESG, if you think about it, very simply put, it, it costs something to the business. The greener supplier will cost you more. Are you willing to, do, to make that choice as an organization? And the transparency around that less defined piece of ESG, therefore, is a lot more difficult. It's also not just a yes-no, where you could say regulation like um, transaction reporting for MIFID II. I, I really like that example because it's very much do this by then, do that then. Um, it's steps to follow. But have an ESG strategy. What does that mean? Um, how do you measure how do you make it measurable what you're doing? Because some of the topics, um, societal impact, have a positive societal impact. How do you measure that? Um, so as much one thing, it's something that greenwashing is a very hot topic, unfortunately. When we put our positive eye on it, it's actually not that easy to show. Imagine that that's not what we're trying to do here. Imagine that we're really wanting to have an, a green and ESG policy and a good strategy towards improving society as a whole. How do you show that? It's very difficult to do. Um, comes with it that it's so individual per organization. How do you compare the ESG strategy of X and Y? How do you do that? They have different things that they want to, to highlight, different things they want to do or achieve. Um, so yeah, and another thing that I would like to say, if I may, um, it goes back a bit to what I said before. I want to really say that ESG is part of your DNA in many ways. It is how you look at everything when it comes to making a decision in your HR department. What lens do you apply? Do you have the S front of mind? The S for, I guess, sorry, the, the S for uh, social uh, from ESG in front, front of mind? Or uh, let's Say when you decide your product strategy, do you have actually a sustainable way of developing your product? Sustainable in the sense of is there a lot of wastage in your 
uh, getting from the product ID to actually having your clients using the product, um, your business model, I think we see a shift in how um, investors and smaller investors as well are scrutinizing business models that are, I guess, not sustainable. You know, you, you had a lot more in the industry you could be invested in a lot more easily if you were just um, just taking the market, right? You just have a business model. It doesn't care that you make money. It doesn't matter if you make money or not. All that you want to do is get market share. I think what we notice in uh, companies that are getting invested in that you see that unsustainable business model being less and less popular. So I guess ESG is just, it's it's in everything you do it in your organization. Yeah, I really like what you're saying here that the, the focus of the ESG strategy being unique to every organization, part of your DNA. I love that comparison you made, uh, compare and contrast versus transaction monitor um, reporting. Like is, is that, that to me re really resonate. I think that will also resonate to a lot of our financial service uh, listeners. Um, so I wanna actually, go back to kind of clause match, like, so clause match, um, you know, focuses on policies and procedures. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, in, in terms of ESG, you know, what types of uh, key policies and procedures do organizations need as they start setting up their program? Okay, sure. Um, there's some uh, evident ones, right? Um, I guess it starts with um, an ESG policy. Many companies will have it, uh, especially smaller organizations will mainly have, have their main topics, I guess, the, to covered in that ESG policy. But you have a lot more than you know already in your ESG, uh, in, in the ESG space. Like I said, it's about how you do your product development. Um, uh, a good um, software development procedure can actually mean design something or something like that. That's and that's maybe a bit too far, uh, too far out. Maybe a bit too, but it actually does matter. Um, doing good business, running your business smart, um, efficiently is important. So I guess you have a lot more than you know. It may not have that explicit ESG label on it. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, in, in the, I guess, in the environmental space, you'll have reducing carbon footprint, you'll look at your emissions, you'll look at are you giving back um, the office that you have? What is the, the, the suppliers actually, who, who supplies your office? Are they taking position on ESG? So I guess then what I'm saying is supplier policy is important. Um, social, I guess the, the S in ESG, do you look at human rights? Do you monitor? Do you have a diversity policy? How far does it go? Inclusion? There's many things that come to mind there. Um, do you, when it comes to the governance piece, um, I guess uh, salaries of large executives, uh, um, anti-bribery and corruption, money laundering, um, risk management, uh, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of the, 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 the G is the, the kind of area that is uh, where all the hidden uh, regs are. Like um, I, I often cite um, that recent 
SEC rule on cybersecurity that embedded governance um, requirements in the cybersecurity um, regulation. And, you know, so that all of a sudden there's governance in a existing policy. And so there's like all these little hidden, I think, I think where you're going with this is there's, there's, it's not just an ESG policy. You have to really look at all your policies and how, what is the ESG elements within it that need to be considered um, within your program? Yeah, and I really like the point you make around cybersecurity. I'm really happy you mentioned it. Think about it. You have a financial institution or uh, or, or whatever it may be. Imagine you hold information on, on individuals, a large number of individuals. Your cybersecurity has to be on point. I think it is not too difficult to apply the lens of ESG. Hey, actually, I, I'm doing some here in society, I have a risk of causing harm to individuals by not looking at my cybersecurity policy properly, right? So here, there's many things that you can do in a business that if you apply the ESG lens, the risk management lens, actually, I have a potential to cause harm to individuals and I don't want to do that. Uh, what do I do about that? There's many other uh, things around, say, tax strategy. What do you do? Do you optimize? Do you go beyond optimizing? Are you in the British Virgin, British Virgin Islands or not? Uh, there's many things that you can do in that space. And um, I guess all those decisions, because for ESG, there's a lot of decisions. I think um, we're in a compliance space when you talk about ESG, but it cannot, it is really something that is coming from the business. It's senior leadership who's driving uh, do we want to pay the more expensive supplier? Do we actually want to have a tax strategy that means that sometimes we go the hard routes from a financial perspective? Um, when it comes to investors, if you want to be invested in, do we choose someone who is, has, a, has a green lens? When we choose a supplier, are we happy to go for the greener supplier? And as much as you can write, you can write policy all you want, um, if you don't, uh, if it's not true to the organization, if it's not true to the combined kind of feel for where the leadership of the organization is, then it won't come to light and it won't matter. And you mentioned the word ethics. I think that's when you think about it, how do you put in a policy that you behave ethically? How yes. many times do I see a financial regulator um, uh, post a judgment and that you, they have, there's a, a specific rule, obligation, regulation broken. But if you just apply the lens of are we doing the right thing right now, you kind of already feel it's off. So how do you put in policy that you have to behave ethically? It's such an, I find this an incredibly interesting space and, and yeah, very hard to regulate. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I like I, I, I like what you say. And as I hear you, you know, we're talking about as we've been talking about all the different policies, um, it can be overwhelming because people, uh, you know, think, oh, my gosh, you know, there's ESG, like, oh, you know, I got to get, I got to think about all of this. But as you say, and very clearly throughout this podcast, it's all about going back to your overall strategy, like, what do you want to do as an organization and making those decisions from a business and risk perspective, and then defining your program, like, um, I like what you keep saying this throughout. And I think that's like a really, really great point. We're almost out of time, um, if you can believe and, um, but 
I wanted to wrap up just with um, some a question to you in terms of if you wanted to give some advice um, to um, our audience on what they should focus on at the early stage of their ESG program, what would you tell them? Many organizations already do more than they think. Um, it sometimes may not be that explicit, but if you are a financial services provider, if you're a supplier to a financial services provider, chances are that you already have quite a few things in the space that, that you can use and, and develop further. So first take stock of what you have, then set a strategy. What do you want? Right. And be honest with your, yourself when you set the strategy, do what you can. Right? There's no point of going over and above, going too far. If your organization is uh, just come out of investment, uh, investment round, maybe then you can do more. But if you're in a position that you're perhaps strapped for cash, uh, then do what you can. It's a lot about do what you can, I believe. So set goals, set goals for every department and really give them almost away let let people in every single department in marketing in every department in your business work with them together to let them say what they can do in that specific area when it comes to ESG you can't really do it alone anyway right you, I, I from a compliance perspective I could write the most beautiful policy for ESG on every single topic in the business but if it's not the policy is almost also not the purpose the purpose is to achieve a greener and a more ESG aligned society, business or whatnot. So the policy doesn't, it's good that you're explicit and you have to be explicit to be able to measure, to be accountable, but really get everyone to work together. Go to departments, sit with them. This is what we're trying to do. Does this feel approachable? What can you do? I guess continuously iterate what you're doing. Continuously go to every department and make a step. Just start somewhere. I like what you're saying here. Like it's, it's, you've made some very great points, like assess your current state. You probably have more than you, uh, you're, you're doing more than you think in terms of uh, an ESG, uh, in terms of ESG goals and continually approve um, and take baby steps. I think that's great advice um, to our listeners. Uh, Eugenie, I want to thank you for um, your time today. Uh, it's been great to have you. Um, thank you listeners for joining us today and uh, join us next time at RegTech Roundup. Thank you everyone. Thank you, Donna.